So, what kind of animal would you theme your revenge plot around? Definitely something really unexpected, like an echidna or <laughs> maybe maybe like a yeah, maybe something like a little sugar glider. <laughs> Just what's a sugar glider? In my head I'm picturing a water boatman. I, I is that what they're called? They're like little mice squirrel flying. Oh things. god, okay. Oh, I was way out with my little insect. Oh, they're yeah. freaky dudes. Okay, I like this. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they freaky kind of, little dudes. Yeah, they jump out of trees and glide because they're they've got little mem they're kinda of like flying squirrels, but creepier. Little, yeah, little and creepy. I like that. I like the idea of you in like a suit. <laughs> yeah, exact, exactly. <laughs> Scampering With up the giant trees. eyes in like a one of those <laughs> That's your night weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> one of those weird suits that has like webbing in between my arms and legs, <laughs> gliding to justice. If you go into the woods today, you're in for a very big surprise. <laughs> you won't fucking believe what happens in the woods. <laughs> podcast that is like stealing from a child. In some ways, it's worse. I'm Paul Clay, and I'm joined this week by our resident stay from expert and stay from soulmate, Bex Watson. Hi, it's me! <laughs> yes, and it's the most wonderful time of the year, the day when Stafem takes care of business. Beesness. Beesness. <laughs> yes, we are here to talk about the 2020, 2024 action Stafer, the Beekeeper. Mrs. Parker and I were friends. She was like family. She was the only person who ever took care of me. I just got a message saying that there's a problem with my computer. Yes, ma'am, we got this. Yesterday she shot herself. This is private property. Do you know what they do here? Scamming the weakest in our society? Buddy, I'm counting three. One, two, three. There, I did it for you. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. You're telling me one man did this. The only thing you know is he's a beekeeper. A beekeeper, a beekeeper? Well, that's not good. Beekeepers is a special program outside the chain of command. I protect the hive. When the system is out of balance, I correct it. We have laws for these things. Until they fail, then you have me. You are a problem. Goddamn right, I'm a problem. Honey? It's flammable as fuck. Who knew? So far as I can see, this starts off as a Kurt Wimmer script, or possibly Vimmer, depending on how Americanized he is. Uh, fans of the podcast will recognize Wimmer, or Vimmer, as the screenwriter and director of Equilibrium. A classic. A classic who once said of film critics, why would I care about the opinions of people you wouldn't want to go for with a drink with? I mean, listen. <laughs> Look, that's fair. Is he wrong? <laughs> Is he wrong? Shouldn't only heroes be film critics? <laughs> <laughs> you should only ever listen to things you hear from the guy down the pub. 
Everyone knows that's the best place to find information. I'm picturing like the life of a party, like Lestard from fucking Beauty and the Beast, like striding over a chair with his big muscles and his chin. It's been like, ha ha ha, and then I conquered all of the all of the enemy. And everyone's like, whoa, yeah. What did you think of the last um? <laughs> 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 what did you think of Saltburn? Ha ha. Not as fucked up as everybody made it out to be. <laughs> Have you seen Caligula? Vimmer <laughs> so- <laughs> uh, or Wimmer also reports, uh, sorry, wrote and directed Ultraviolet, which I always mix up with Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux was Shilis Ferran. Yes. Ultraviolet was Miljovovich, I think. Ye- maybe. They're pretty interchangeable in my head. Yeah, the I, movies. I, yeah. I'm not convinced those are different movies. Uh, he also made The Children of the Corn remake from 2020. But far more, uh, oh God, what's the word when you produce a lot of work? Prolific. Prolific. There we go. Far more prolifically, he is a screenwriter who wrote screenplays for Sphere, a movie we are due at some point to talk about on this podcast, (laughs) Um, Law Abiding Citizen, Salt with Angelina Jolie, the remakes of Total Recall and Point Break, uh, Point Break we've already covered on the podcast, and the script for the truly dreadful Expender Four Balls. You know, I didn't hate the Total Recall remake, and I know that people are going to come come for me for that opinion. <laughs> no, I quite enjoyed it. it. <laughs> I've been meaning to rewatch it because I remember finding it a little underwhelming when I saw it at the cinema. But I've heard people talk positive positively of it since. So yeah, be an idea to rewatch it. I didn't also. I didn't have a uh, a strong ah. uh, relationship with the original, so I think I was able to just I... go in and be like, "This is basically a film I've never seen before." <laughs> I I did, but I do remember it being suitably different, you know, to the Paul Verhoeven Arnie Punchafon. So you know, you can't get too angry, Shirley, about an entirely different project. Uh, nevertheless, it was part of like a cycle of bad remakes. I think that soured people somewhat. Redeeming feature of uh, Expand Fordables: an erotic fight scene between Jason Statham and Megan Fox. Hell yeah! <laughs> That's the only part of that movie that I've seen. I looked it yep. up. <laughs> Only part you need to see. <laughs> and you know, looking over that career, you can keep your drink, mate. Yeah. It's fine. I'll just stay over here and drink with Peter Greenaway. That's right. I'm in the inner you know, echelons of 80s British cinema <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, God. Statham signed on six months before the film had a director. you got to prioritize. You get the Stafe on board. Then you look for smaller roles like director. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they just so happened to get uh, David Ayer, uh, who is, I think, best known as the writer of Training Day and uh, the first Fast and Furious film. <laughs> he wrote that too, very closely um, afterwards. Nice. So, yeah, real cinematic legacy. He knows what has. he's doing. He knows what he's doing, which is why he then directed all right films such as Street King's End of Watch Fury uh, and the lesser liked Suicide Squad and Bright. Yes. So we've got a bit of a mediocre director working with a script from a fairly consistently terrible uh, screenwriter. So we're going to need all the stuff we can get. Luckily. going to disappoint. <laughs> Considered as Statham's per square inch, this film really <laughs> delivers. <laughs> this one delivered hard. Uh, critics felt like maybe they would steal from the weak and vulnerable again. Why not, right? Give it a go. Someone's got to. Someone's got to. But what are they going to do with the fucking money? They'll waste it on booze and charity. Kevin Mayer at the time said, The shame is that there are flickers of greatness here. Statham in action is thunderously convincing. In character, he's pleasingly ironic. 
I like thunderously convincing. I want to be thunderously yeah. convincing. And that's why I think we should have Chinese for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked both my headphones out. You were so thunderously convincing that your headphones <laughs> fell out. Someone's head explodes. <laughs> no, we should. We should. We really should. Hannah Strong, a little white lies, conversely says. Well, actually, uh, concurrently says. <laughs> a sad disappointment for bee enthusiasts. Now, I can't, I can't deny uh-huh. that. If you're hoping for some kind of I will say, <laughs> not a single person gets stung by a bee in this movie. Right. And that well. seems like a like an <laughs> error, right? Well, let's come on to our public reviews. <laughs> the public seemed to get on board, but the film did have some disgruntled customers. Uh, Naomi Gonzalo-Steen on Google says, Undoubtedly, the biggest disappointment is that no one is murdered by bees. Or some other kind of stinging, stinging winged insect of some sort. She's not fussy. <laughs> I do, you know, just as long as it flies and can sting people. Uh, how can anyone possibly think of making a movie titled The Beekeeper that is an action movie and then have limited involvement by the bees themselves? It simply makes no sense. I think for me, the thing is that at one point they took shotguns to beehives and still uh, no one got stung by a bee. Yeah, no one was even like, ah, shit. That seems nuts. I really thought bees. the bees were just going to get in the car and that was going to be the end of that scene. I, but... I think I lent to Katie, who I did see this with at one stage, and just say... At some stage, he's going to pour bees into an air vent. Right? That shit. <laughs> and he just never did. I guess maybe he was like, well, here's the thing. They're, the bees are my friends and I don't want them to die, which they will if they have to sting <laughs> oh, someone. Oh, no. I think I just figured it out. At some point, there will have been in the script scenes of bee violence. But some executive would have been like, I don't think we can have our hero use bees. They're endangered. People are very aware of the ecosystem. (laughs) This is a very right-on politically correct film, is the thing. (laughs) So politically correct. I know, right? (laughs) Um, Right, Threeman. Phil Hodges is a Threeman, having appeared in noted transphobe J.K. Rowling's Crimes of Grindelwald. And Holmes and Watson. Yeah, we do. Uh, (laughs) No, we don't. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) And Taylor James is less infamously in Artemis Fowl and Blitz. Now, Jason Statham is a, is a nineman, but I don't know if that's entirely fair. <laughs> I, I mean, you did a Statham what... season. It seems kind of yeah, like I know, right? to be like, ha ha. <sighs> I can't remember what the original purpose of the three-man list actually was. Is he like just a cute way of keeping track of who's been in more than one of our films? You know, or is it meant to be like yeah. a badge of shame for like, people who... You know, like once is... It's fine. Twice is a yeah. coincidence. Three times and you have to start yeah. taking better jobs, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like a badge of shame, but then we keep picking movies specifically because Statham's in them. So it's hardly like I think like he a... just has to be exempt. Maybe, but... The rules oh. simply don't apply to Jason Statham in any sphere of life. Oh, that is true. He has been in movies like Ghosts of Mars, Expendables 3, and Ghosts of Mars, I put it, put it twice. <laughs> It's very bad. <laughs> it's very bad. And I worry about the precedent of not including performances we like because that's going to open up a whole Nicolas Cage debate with Goodman that I <laughs> don't know if I can be asked with. <laughs> so maybe we'll just leave it as it is. Well, listen, maybe maybe we will call him a three-man, but lovingly. Lovingly. He's yeah. a triple three-man now. He's a three-man's three-man's. My God, he's a three-man squared. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and God bless him for that. Jeremy Irons, on the other hand, is uh, deserves all the ignominy of having appeared in Assassin's Creed, Batman vs Superman, Dungeons and Dragons, and especially Love, Marriage, and Other Disasters. I Get in this bin. I love that Dungeons and Dragons. Film. Oh, it is great though, isn't I it? I love Maybe it so much. And Jeremy Irons is just having the best time <laughs> in it. He is tearing apart that scenery with his teeth. <laughs> Rain down. <laughs> Sometimes I love watching, seeing like a terrible film where a really serious actor is just having the time of their life, yeah. being like, "I don't oh, care, God. I don't care." Yeah, he he gave a very snoozy Alfred, but you can't criticize his whatever that guy's name was in Dragons, yeah. Dragons Jesus. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free. Films are shit, mate. Ah, uh, the beekeeper has seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, six point seven on IMDb, ninety-two percent on nope, not Metacritic. <laughs> no, I was gonna <laughs> on, say that sounds like a Google, Google score. <laughs> That's a Google score, my friend. And has made seventy-five million dollars so far worldwide, which isn't great. I'm not sure what the budget was, but it's this is gonna be more than that. So, but hey, there's still time for you all listening to go and see the beekeeper, which spoiler yeah. alert, we both recommend. So, I think the reason it's not making money is because they keep putting it in the worst screen ever. More on that later. <laughs> More on that in the Patreon. <laughs> so, Bex, you B-boy. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> What's one thing about the beekeeper that made you want to go Goodfellas on it? Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you right now. You're going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I... I'd never watched a trailer for this. No. Uh, I, the only thing I knew about this film before I went in is A, Jason Statham's in it. And B, I read an article about how he genuinely got very zen with bees and all the crew got stung, but he never did. And that's oh, it. Shit. I didn't know anything. I didn't know the premise. I didn't know the rest of the cast. <laughs> so the opening credits were a fucking delight for me as I went, oh my God, I love her. Oh my God, I love him. Oh my God, Jeremy <laughs> Irons is in this. Josh um, Hutchison. And uh, well, yeah. uh, <laughs> I lost my mind when I saw that Enzo Cilenti was in this movie. Love oh that God. man. I love him. <laughs> Who does he play? He was the second sleazy guy in a suit who got his face stapled repeatedly. Oh my god. Wait, was that a stapler? I thought that was just a phone and he was just nudging him no, in the face. No, it was face. a stapler you, and you could see that the little makes way more sense. glistening oh in his my... forehead. <laughs> okay, we'll get more into this um, in the Patreon, but there were reasons why perhaps I didn't realise that was a stapler, <laughs> but that is fucking hilarious. Oh, but God. Um, okay. yeah, no, I, lo- I love that guy. And he's one of my very, like, I love him as an actor. And I think he's very underappreciated. And he's not usually in a lot of big stuff. He is in some <laughs> big stuff, but, you know, he's, um, I kind of uh, initially came to know him because he was in the BBC adaptation of Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which is BBC. my favorite. BBC, <laughs> which is my favorite book ever and ended up not being a great oh, yeah. adaptation. But his character, ah. like, if I could... Re- if I had all the money and power in the world to remake that perfectly, I would excise <laughs> him and the character he played and rebuild it around him. Like he was perfect. Amazing. Everything else kind of sucked. But um so yeah, I love Spin-off him. Time. I love Emmy Raver Lampman. She's amazing. Um so yeah, I was Great. very excited. By the time the opening credits were finished, <laughs> I was like, I'm so jazzed for this. Well, let's get into what happened after those credits. Hell yeah. Um because yeah, we meet uh, we meet Statham in his uh, most recent incarnation, and he is just a guy working on an old lady's um, 
uh, sort of farmhouse. He's in the sort of an- annex building that she has. Uh, taking care of bees. Taking he's living a bee care. life. Well, at first he's actually taking care of hornets, but taking care ah. of hornets to take care of the bees. Oh, yeah, he's taking care in the Jason Statham sense. Yeah, in a, in a very Jason Statham sense. <laughs> he's just sneaking up behind him and choking them out. You know, <laughs> and then doing a sassy quip. <laughs> You're done. He's got a nice sort of uh, repartee with uh, the old lady who runs the place. And uh, she's like, yeah, well, good stuff. You go and move on. Anyway, I'm going to go do some laptop stuff. You just uh, mill around in the background. He's like, all right, I will. And she gets a, a notification, an obvious bit of spam on her computer with a phone number on it that she needs to call. Always Google the number separately, people. You can yeah. trust Google. <laughs> you can trust. You can always trust Google. <clears throat> <laughs> but she she doesn't know what's going on. Her daughter set it all up and she's all perplexed and confused. So she calls the number and there's a bloody horrible man on the other side. A young man, which for many, as we shall see, is the worst kind of person. The worst kind of person. Not a baby and not an old person. <laughs> no, they're good, but <laughs> young men. Oh, oh, dreadful. Oh, really bad. I'm waiting for the team up between the beekeeper and Harry Brown. <laughs> in terms of grumpy men <laughs> destroying the youth. But he, yeah, he cons her. He steals all of her money. Um, Including 20 million that she was in charge oh. of for a charity. No, they steal the charity and they know they're doing it as well. They're not even just harmless assholes. No, they're active yeah they hate engaged charity. assholes who are like oh look a charity account with 20 million in it it's ours now baby <laughs> yolo they take all their money and she unfortunately the, the next step is not to call the bank and get them to just sort of cancel that transaction or trace or anything like that but instead to just shoot herself in the head yeah so uh, yikes whoops so that happens daughter is uh, obviously very upset daughter is cop yeah daughter is cop Daughter is cop. Daughter is FBI. Daughter is FBI. It's a super cop. Super like cop. F- federal cop. And yeah, this page they, they initially suspects Jason Statham because he's Jason Statham and is in a is in the house. So with a knife, a with a knife, strangling her. So he's a little suspicious at first, but um, he gets let off because he's uh he's great. Everyone loves him. And at this stage, it's time for him to get revenge. And he starts by getting the stuff that he's hidden inside of the bee. Hives. His secret bee phone. It's like a bat phone, but it's a bee yeah. phone. I was really hoping he'd pull like guns and stuff out of the bee. <laughs> Just covered in honey. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for a picnic. Just like the wettest sounding gun cock ever, because it's just <laughs> honey all up in that thing. He shows up at the bad guys. Uh, he he finds out the uh, sort of local office of the bad guys. Who fortunately they do, they don't do it from a call center in like, uh, overseas. They do it from like somewhere you can drive to. And somewhere back. near Boston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he goes off there, and he's approaching uh, the two guards at the place. I turned to Katie to remark about the uh, the soundtrack. The really dramatic soundtrack has a sound that sounds like a swarm of bees. And then by the time I look back, he's taken out both guards. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame you missed it. It was good. <laughs> it sounded good. <laughs> and at this stage, we do meet our... Uh, well, no, he, uh, he burns the place down. Yeah. I'm a beekeeper. I protect the hive. Sometimes I use fire to smoke out hornets. This is a multi-million dollar operation, asshole. Okay, so you can't come up here, white knighting. Will you stomp his ass out, please? I, I mean, 
not subtly, he walks in with two yeah. jerry cans full of gas and is like, tell everyone to evacuate. I'm about to burn this place down. And then just walks in and pours petrol over everyone. So, he d- I mean, he's a man of his word. Yeah. Uh, you've got to admire his straightforward attitude, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Everyone get out. I'm going to burn it down. Oh, we'd rather he didn't. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yes, our main douchebag uh, calls up the big villain, Josh Hutchison, as millennials. <laughs> Uh, it seems we had a disgruntled customer. Uh, I just can't comprehend why you're bothering me. Just get in touch with the attorney and start shoving back. Well, yeah, I, I don't think that legal's gonna gonna help much. Okay, tell me what's going on right now. This dude just strolls in, saying we're stealing from people, and he just tears through all my security guys like tissue paper and um and what. And he burns the place to the ground. Yeah, the call center is gone. I'm standing here staring at a $30 million building that's it's now a giant ashtray. Four people didn't get out. You're telling me that this asshole burnt the entire building down and dropped four bodies? Yeah, that's not exactly a disgruntled customer, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I will, I'll specify millennial tech bros. Yeah. One of the first three things he says is to order a flat white. <laughs> yeah. With oat milk. <laughs> With oat milk, of course. So, yeah, he's he's obviously our villain. Um, and he's got a dad, Jeremy Irons, and his accent. Jeremy Irons isn't his dad, though. Oh, is it not? No. Oh, no, he's just meant to look after him on, because yeah, his mother yeah, asked yeah, him yeah. to. Father That's figure, it. not father. Yes. And I think oh. the thing is, he calls him Big Dog. <laughs> 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 Which is the point that fair. I went, I don't think that's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I would quite enjoy calling my dad Big Dog, but also if I knew Jeremy Irons in any capacity, I would call him Big Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. To his face. <laughs> to his face. It's an action script. They're sometimes hard to to get through because there's so much action. But I found this script a real page turner. I thought it was a fantastic story. Um, the action was very well described and we're now beginning to see it being filmed oh god so yes at this point th- there's a big discussion a multi-level sort of all the way to the top discussion that ultimately com- culminates in well send some guys to kill him i guess I'm like okay so they do that and they wander around they drive around until they find they end up in the middle of a, a, a lot and they're like there's no sign of him here either what about that beat up van that's, yeah, him. that's him yeah <laughs> <laughs> so flatly delivered yeah that's him <laughs> That's him. Let's go. And then they blow up his beehives. They make the biggest mistake of their goddamn lives. They fuck with the bees. Fuck with the bees, you get the sting. Oh, shit. Should have been the tagline. (laughs) He he takes out the guys in a hilarious way, including wrapping a chain around a guy and then hitting him in the back of the head in a way that made something fly off of him, and I thought it was his eyeballs. No, no, no. Okay, here's what happened, (laughs) is that he... I, because I, I took note of this. At one point, went, I went, Jesus, this seems more violent than a usual Jason Statham film. Um, he shoved a shotgun in his mouth, and then he grabbed both sides of it, and he pulled from behind, and his teeth flew out. Oh my god! <laughs> into the screen, like if Love it had been that. a 3D movie, they would have flown towards you. <laughs> oh god, this should have been in 3D. And this, this is, is this, the kind of it's movie. At this point, that I went. I think I'm uncomfortable because he hasn't made a single funny quip this entire time. He's just <laughs> taking men out like this. Seriously. 
<laughs> is he okay? <laughs> I don't think he is okay. He's just a very angry man, and that's okay. Yeah, we, we cut back to our bad guy, who in the 80s would have been doing cocaine, but in this is actually, um, uh, he's just uh, doing Reiki. <laughs> doing yeah. Some kind of massage. See, tell me who he is right now. I, I, I don't know. The beekeeper. Makes honey and, and beehives. He's with beehives. What's he saying about bees? I don't know. He said he was, like, protecting the hive or something. Oh, man. What the f- and uh Stephen gets to finally talk to him because he's got his guy uh chained to the back of a truck and uh, i forget anything that gets said there i was too busy laughing at what gets said to the bad guy afterwards because <laughs> he says i bet you don't have estate planning i'm 24 years old bro the fuck do i need estate planning for bro that's one I'm of the points at which I couldn't hear what was happening. So I was like, I bet you don't have what? And I had to go look it up afterwards because I was like, I really want to know how he insulted him. It seems important. Estate planning. What is estate planning? I don't even know. I assume it's like a will. (laughs) It's kind of grim to make you think about this henchman. Like, what's this family going to do? Oh, he didn't didn't specify what music he wanted played at his (laughs) douchebag funeral. (laughs) Smash Mouth? Yeah, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, Jamie Ives is getting desperate, so he calls Minnie Driver, who is here for her oh, own Yeah, reasons. Minnie Driver's in this. She's in it for a scene, and she decides it's time to send in their best person, the new the beekeeper. The new beekeeper. The successor to Jason Statham, who's just as skilled, just as trained, and oh, shit, she just drives a car into him and then tries to shoot him with a machine gun. She... When she came on screen, I was like, stop everything. I have to marry this woman. Oh, my God. Yes. She was in a pink, shiny PVC trench coat (laughs) and like wraparound shades with like a mohawk plait that went all the way down her back in a pickup truck with a minigun under the hood. I was like, all right, well, I'm sold. I I just love the idea that after Statham, they they met together and were like, do you know what? We need a rebrand on this whole thing. <laughs> We've got a people are going to be pissed that Jason Statham's not about. Let's try something totally different. <laughs> Does she still have to keep bees? Yes, of course she's still going to have to keep bees. She'll do it in that outfit. It's fine. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, later when they went to her little compound, she did have beehives there. <laughs> did they actually miss that? I I wondered because there's a scene where they pull. Uh, the book, Beekeeping for Beekeepers. Yeah, that Amazing. was from her pickup truck. That was from her pickup truck. So yeah. she was like, okay, now I'm trained. I know how to have a machine gun. I'm all ready for this fucking mission. <laughs> Great. Good stuff. By the way, you know how we call you guys the beekeepers? Yeah, because we take care of the hive. Yeah, yeah. You also um... need to keep bees. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It is in your contract. I don't have a garden. I only have an apartment. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, but you'll figure it out. I'll make it work. <laughs> anyway she turns up oh. to stop jason statham and and makes some really weird choices like firing a <laughs> minigun at a petrol station like as if that's never Look. gonna go wrong uh and he kills her with uh Quite what i call chekhov's honey yes yes we see him very purposely grab the honey several scenes earlier i like to think in the scene where he's talking to the uh the fbi cop lady and it's like I'm going to go take care of business. And then we see him very deliberately grab the honey. In his head, he's like, 
Well, they might send that lady with the trench coat. And I'm going to need this, honey, <laughs> to this throw for at her head. <laughs> also, the scuba diving outfit. What are you going to need that for? <laughs> I'll read the script. <laughs> we get a little brief from an army dude, because at this point they escalate. They're going to get a full like army thing involved. Yes, because Jeremy he... Irons used to be director of the CIA. Yes. Which is why he yes. knows all these <laughs> SEAL team team delta people yeah so they they assemble them and they get to talk a little bit about what these beekeeper dudes are actually all about but can't somebody just call this yahoo on the phone and get him to stand down no that's the one thing the beekeepers can't do what use a phone (laughs) 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 it's just jason they're contractually forbidden from answering (laughs) a phone ever they just can't do it they have to make the first call (laughs) (laughs) they're so skilled but they just can't do it it's like Okay, I need you to check the perimeter and make sure that there are no exits in any of these vectors. Uh, phone for you, Mr. Statham. I'll be right there. And then it's just him, like, <laughs> flying full head first into the phone. <laughs> just can't do it. Oh, but no, you can't just call him and tell him to not beat up everyone because he's so angry. He's so angry at the bloody scammers I feel like follow the money. I feel like we haven't mentioned there's an entire B-plot going on with Emmy Raven Lampman. <laughs> B-plot, you heard me. <laughs> with Emmy Raven Lampman and her partner... <laughs> Who have been trying to track down these this these yeah. scammers for ages? They're basically because Statham isn't the most sympathetic of heroes <laughs> to some. Not me, obviously. I was fully on board with everything. Oh, same. Um, you do need like some audience yeah, insights. You to need be going some propaganda just to make yeah. the Americans feel. Oh better. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, he's doing the things that you know. So they're they're just like investigating, and I love how quickly she just starts talking about stuff in beekeeper terms. She's just like, he's protecting the hive. And everyone's like, yeah. can you just talk like a normal human being? He's killing you have people. Been, you've been radicalized by this book. <laughs> this book, Beekeeping for Beekeepers. Dude, I think United Data Group is one of several call centers. So there's got to be like a central office that's controlling all of them. And that's what we got to find. Wiley, this could be like a billion dollar a year operation. Hello. Hey. Did you hear a single word I just said? Yeah. And? Well, I was just thinking you come in here hungover on your day off and gain more yardage on this thing than the whole squad has in two years. Yeah, well, with my family. And uh, <laughs> we, we set up we set up the very obvious later decision she has to make of, obviously, she wants these people to die because they caused her mother's death. Yeah. But she can't just let a man kill them. They have to face justice. Yeah. Uh, Good old fashioned justice that doesn't involve Jason Stevens <laughs> yeah. people in the face, even though it obviously does. So they know where the next target is going to be. It's going to be the next chain uh, rung on this ladder of douchebags, and it's going to be this office that's also doing scam calls. And so yeah, it's going to be pretty tricky for Statham because there's private security guys here. There's the cops and on a the street. Yeah, SWAT team. Yeah. There's a SWAT team. The cops are here. Like everything is looking pretty good. For the scammers. Hey, cops, you can't come in here. Oh. I guess we'll stand outside then. This is our jurisdiction. Okay, I guess we won't be in the room where you are, where this guy's coming to kill you. Yeah, it'll just be the private... It'll just be us, the private security. What's up, everyone? We're here to keep you safe. You guys can't come in here. (laughs) Enzo Shalenti in his shiny suit gives him a big (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Okay, fine. I guess we'll also be outside. Oh, fortunately, it's going to be pretty tricky for state. Oh, there he is. He just gets in. He, twice. he just walks into a group of them and is like, hey, are you looking for other exits? There aren't any. It's a bummer, isn't it? 
Anyway, and then just punches them in the face. (laughs) He twice just manifests his way into two crowds. I love it. It's so good. (laughs) He's so inconspicuous as the thing. It could be anyone. Well, I think the thing is, like, if you like, if there was a big bunch of armed men there with guns, and you just like shoved your way into them, there would be like, what the fuck? I feel like there would be a moment of them being like, what's this guy doing here? (laughs) Because everyone's really confused. It's like, oh, I mean, that's him. Yeah, there's a moment that they're like, who's this guy? And then they're like, oh, it's it's the guy. It's and then Jason they're all Statham. on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I, for a moment in this movie, think that the movie's being coy about having Statham actually kill people. But then a guy does get split in half by an elevator. And I'm like, okay. He mostly okay. tries to avoid it. He seems to mostly just punch people in the face, but then sometimes someone will get cut in half with an elevator. He's, he's playing what, the, what I like to call the gun safety bear. Um, which is every time he grabs an enemy's gun, instead of shooting them with it, he just ejects the magazine, empties yeah. the chamber, and throws it in two different directions so they can't yep. get the gun back. Which really Absolutely. gives you the impression of like, I don't use guns because I don't kill people. Except he does. He just doesn't yeah. kill people with guns. <laughs> just so we're clear, I totally could use this thing to completely destroy you, but I choose not to. But that's easy mode, and I'm not yeah. a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to hit you in the face with what I thought was a phone. Because, yes, at this stage, he does beat a guy up. and then I'll get into it in the Patreon. But, yeah, it's a staple. He staples him for a bit. Yeah, he just staples his face being like, tell me, (laughs) tell me who, tell me who's in charge. He's like, no. And he just, like, really, it made me laugh so much. Just apathetically (laughs) smacking him with a stapler in the face. Ow. 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 Okay, I'll tell you. So he tells me. He goes away, having learned this knowledge. We haven't learned it yet, but the police come in. I sure guessed find... it, but we haven't learned it. I, I, you guessed what happens next. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I knew immediately. I'm from pretty early on who Josh <laughs> Hutchison was going to be. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay, fine. We're, we're going to get into this because yes, the police come in and they find some pretty incriminating evidence on the bad guy's desktop wallpaper. <laughs> no, I think that was the picture he opened to show Jason Statham. I don't oh, think it was okay. his wallpaper. I thought it was his wallpaper. I mean, maybe it was. It was, he, great, was hey, he was, was also in the photo. It was him and Josh Hutchison and yeah, exactly. a stripper. And a stripper and some things. So they figure out who this guy is. The guy that we've been seeing, douchebag millennial uh, Hutchison. And it's time for him to call his mum. Who's his mum? And he calls up. He calls her up and says, "This guy burned down one of our call centers yesterday." And I'm like, "Yesterday? Yeah, this all happened in 24 <laughs> hours." <laughs> Fuck me, this escalated quickly. Fastest moving FBI investigation in history. <laughs> but yeah, boom! Spoiler alert. Uh, skip ahead. Maybe the rest of the episode. If you don't want <laughs> yeah, just stop Pause, listening now. <laughs> go watch the Beekeeper. I know we usually avoid spoilers, but I think we're going to have to talk about this in the discussion of probably the quickfire. Yeah. Um. It turns out that Hutchison is the son of the president of the United States. And he funded her campaign with his dirty, dirty call center money. He programmed the algorithm to stop chasing terrorists and start chasing money, he inexplicably admits whilst trying to defend himself. Dude's an idiot. <laughs> Dude's a bit of an idiot, but yeah. To be so, fair, he oh was no. high off his rocker when he, he just snorted True. like two on, lines of cocaine. On, fu- on Fushigi, he was high. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, is she meant to be Hillary? Is Hutchison meant to be Hunter Biden? Yeah, I'm maybe. Giving this movie, I don't know. I think I'm giving this movie too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> don't think commentary is at the top of the list here. Nevertheless, Lady Cop is learning about Statham. Sorry, Lady FBI Cop. Uh, FBI Cop probably is enough. Yeah. It's learning about Statham through the beekeeping for beekeepers book. 
And yeah, is he meant to be a beekeeper or a bee? Because I'm confused. Yeah, <laughs> because she's like, oh yeah, he's a beekeeper. But then she's like, there's a kind of bee that will kill the queen <laughs> if she produces the wrong offspring. And I'm like, Which we're really, so funny. we're really mixing our metaphors here. But they're all bee <laughs> metaphors. But they're all different metaphors. God, and to make things even more complicated, Guy Fieri is now here as the leader of. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him so much. Just he was an amazing. insane South African man. He was, but he wasn't like mean or like unnecessarily cruel. He was just kind of a dude. He was just oh, nuts. this happened to me when I was in South Africa. I have a quick fire about it where I will describe exactly where I think he came from. <laughs> so stay tuned. Stay tuned, everyone. This is going to go off the hook. Speaking of being off the hook, after a lengthy action scene in which Stafer is mistaken for some random dude at the party, who was that? Did he come dressed as him? Did he come dressed as him? Yeah, they're, they're, they're all at the president's beach house, having the yeah. most unlikely presidential party ever. <laughs> Involving mercenaries and tech bros. Jason Statham <laughs> murders his way through most of them. Yes, until he finally gets to Hillary Clinton, who gets let off the hook morally because she's not a fucking millennial. Because so, <laughs> she's she going to just... tell the truth. Not yeah. because it's the right thing to do, but because it's the truth. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, not because it's the right thing to do? It is, it is the, the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And normally that would deter me from doing it. But in spite of it being the right thing to do, I'm going to do it because it's the truth. And truth is truth. Okay. So, yeah. She gets let off the hook, but Hutchison's getting shot in the face. Yeah. Emmy Raver-Lampman stares Jason <coughs> Statham down with a gun and narrowly yeah. avoids pointing it up in the air and shooting it going, ah! <laughs> she just should have done. This should have been a full-on romance between the two of them. <laughs> but his heart belongs to the bees, so he jumps out the window and uh, puts on his scuba suit from earlier. You see? Yeah, that he definitely had this whole time. <laughs> he gets into that and swims out to the sea in order to do battle with sharks. Yeah, this is the beginning of the Meg, actually. Yeah, this is all a prequel. <laughs> He said, bees are too complicated. I'm going for sharks. <laughs> it's just working his way through the animal cycle of his career. <laughs> Stay tuned for Capybara Massacre. Oh, God. Okay. I think that's going to do it for the plot of the beekeeper. Bex, what did you think of the beekeeper? Um, I mean, it was silly. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it was silly in exactly the way that I always hope that a Jason Statham film is going to be when I go exactly. and see it. And as such, I had a wonderful time. I did yeah. feel like it, it was a bit of a tonal surprise, like I mentioned. I feel like, uh, I mean, Jason Statham did get some good Jason Statham quips, but actually a lot of the time the, the funnies were coming from the FBI gang. Yes, And absolutely. Jason Statham was just a man who was not okay doing really <laughs> awful, dreadful things that made me go, ooh. <laughs> God, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was I was a bit surprised on that front. But yeah, had a great time. Great cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some insane I costumes in this thing. Loved them. You've got the fun co co uh, sort of meeting point of three talents here. The Grim Murders, I think, are care of David Ayer. This is very much his yeah. kind of thing. And the action direction is very similar to his usual brand of mayhem, which isn't the best it could be, but it's nevertheless very functional. Uh, Vimmer tends to be quite camp, and I'm glad that he's rediscovered that. Oh, he, he used to be much more camp, but his dour noughties period was quite a, a bummer. <laughs> so I'm glad to see that he's having a bit of fun again. Then you got Statham. And Statham, 
it seems to me that he's never been much of a cultural driving force in terms of the movies that he appears in. Mm-hmm. Often his films quite, feel quite responsive to what's big at the time. Yeah. So when he started his career with the transporter and such, it was very post-Matrix in terms of like the slow motion and this kind of thing. And then he, after post, the, the post-Born period, he makes all of these really dour, kind of depressing movies like Blitz and such. Yeah. Then he, the Expendables and his time in the Fast and Furious movies are definitely the post-Marvel Absolutely, yeah. And now we have this, and this feels like perhaps the first of the post John Wick kind of. Yeah, um, I was going to say it has <laughs> it has some kind of John Wick vibes. Definitely, to it, very sure. self serious in spite of being completely ridiculous, which is the perfect note for action movies to operate at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> You want internally them to be taking themselves seriously, but externally yeah. for them to know exactly what they're doing and it's I mean, silly. It's <laughs> so easily achieved because first of all, any movie where you've got them saying, This guy's a big problem for you. He's quicker than you can believe. He can be anywhere. He can be anyone. He could even be me. And they take some mask off his head. You've got that, <laughs> but you've got it interspersed with just everyone talking about bees all the time. Bees! <laughs> That's the one thing a beekeeper can never do. <laughs> what could a beekeeper never do? What if are you, you talking thinking... about, Jeremy Irons? If you just keep thinking they're talking about actual beekeepers, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Don't underestimate a beekeeper. I really enjoy how nobody in the film is like, isn't it really fucking stupid that they're just called beekeepers? Like, who decided this? You gotta be fucking And why are we so committed to the extending the metaphor? Everyone's just like, no, yeah, that checks out. The world only makes sense in the context of bees to me. <laughs> and as discussed in the Swarm episode, it's incredibly funny that the word bees is inherently funny. I think it's got that wonderful thing where to say it, you have to kind of move your mouth into a big kind of smile motion. Bees. So it's just funny. And it's very funny when British people say it, so stay from saying bees an awful lot. It's just I, great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's just And I wonderful. like that they did the thing again where he was kind of doing an American accent, but they had someone go, I hear some British in your accent. Yeah, because he can't do an American accent. <laughs> I'm nationalised. I've been here for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> sure you have. <laughs> now, this, this felt... I feel like you could do a double bill of the transporter and the beekeeper, and it would be quite a fun sort of top and tail of his career, and they would complement each other quite well. Yeah, I think so. Good fun. There's some great action in there, and it's just amusing. It's just yeah. It's a a really good time. Yeah, good time. Yeah, hundred percent recommend it. Absolutely, my god! Like this, this should be seen. It's not in terms of the way the action is. It's not up there with John Wick. I would no. say John Wick has much better action scenes that are fun and exciting and engaging. But just watching Jason Statham punch people. Oh, and so politically, they've picked, obviously, a very safe target in terms of like online scammers. Everyone hates them. Doesn't matter where you are on the political spectrum. Those guys suck. They're you know, bottom feeders. And then any moment it's looking like it has sort of just enough savvy to be a little self-critical. You know, should a libertarian might as right kind of thing went out here. It did, it weirdly, it got me into the thinking about the whole Nietzschean sort of Superman thing. The idea that, you know, he's not strong because he's right. He's right because he's strong. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Very much you know. so. And, it's very interesting. And it also, it, it really, I think it, they kind of touch on it. I kind of wish they'd gone a little bit more into it of like, he's capable of doing this. And he could yeah. have taken these people down for any of their crimes. Yeah, yeah. But not until it was personal yeah, yeah, yeah. did he step in, you know? <laughs> when, when, because you can't tell me that 
that lady president had never done anything shitty. Like, yeah. come on, she's yeah, president. Sure. Absolutely. And at any point, he could have been like, actually, you know what? I know I'm retired, but fuck it. But it was only well, because someone who was nice to him died that he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the whole politics is encapsulated in a line, but I can't remember the line exactly, and I'm sure it's not what I'm about to oh, say no. because it sounds ridiculous, but it was something like... um. The beekeepers are there to defend a uh, a flawed but pretty good system, <laughs> but still functional. Is what he yeah. said. Functional system. Yeah. Um. So the idea is the system's fine, but there are some bad eggs that need to be taken out by heavily armed strangers, and that is a fairly right wing point of view. But action movies tend to stray that way anyway. There's not that many action movies about a well-funded government department taking <laughs> yeah. down, yeah, <laughs> taking I down think, bad guys. I think you you really have to suspend your moral disbelief in a lot of them you know and you like because in real life if there was a single person gunning through 800 innocent security guards to get to like one really bad guy i'd be like "Mm, (laughs) listen (laughs) i don't know if those guys deserve that (laughs) yeah Oh, but God. it's an action movie, so you're like, well, oh, they're working for a bad guy. <laughs> they're working for a bad guy. And when you see it, like, there is something cathartic. Like, when he just gets the first guy who's a bit of a dick, like, he puts his finger out to be like, one minute, mate. And then yeah. he starts scamming someone. And then he just picks him up and starts punching him in the face. You do think, yay! Yeah. <laughs> a simple solution to the like, world's problems. Yeah. You know, I mean, in real life, these scammers would not be based in the US. They would nope. be based somewhere else in the world. They would be people who are desperate themselves, who had been the absolute underdogs of like a near, of like a worldwide capitalist system. You know, just doing this job because they have to, possibly under threat of violence from people above them. It's a really shitty symptom of a world that doesn't care enough about the people at the bottom. But now nah, these are just millennials who are yeah. douchebags. They're all rich people anyway, who wake up in the morning and are like, "I'm gonna fucking take some grandparents for everything <laughs> they're fucking worth." Yeah, <laughs> fuck old people. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what you're dealing with. One here, day I'm gonna be villains. old, but th- that's not gonna be my problem. <laughs> because what else are you gonna do? Like, have Jason Statham go after the people who are responsible for the neoliberal yeah, yeah. hellhole that we all live in? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would like it, but you know. <laughs> We'll just have to wait until we have the funding for our action movie. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to star the woman from this in the trench coat. Yeah, it is. It's just going to be her backstory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Tragically ends at the hands of Statham yeah. and his honey. Oh, God. Well, I think that's all to be said about the beekeeper. Let's get into quick firing. Quick fire. Quick fire. I'm going to go for a very early line, which is just. Thanks for looking after me and all my bees. Oh my God. So yeah, my first one was when it's kind of the same bit, but the other half of what he says, which is nobody's ever looked after me before. At Aww. which point I, my heart breaks. And I'm like, I'll look after you, Jason Statham, forever and always in sickness and in health. And all your bees. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really nice, nice. I know, I know a lot of Jason Statham films start with a sort of like humanizing moment so that yeah. you can, so that you can be okay with all of the insane violence that's going to happen over the next 90 minutes. But like, that was a good one. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Maybe a moment when he's halfway through the White House. Well, not the White House, but the President's House, like, siege moment. And he's just like, hang on a minute. What am I doing? Yeah. Wait a second. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That old lady. Okay. Then he just comes back to choking a guy out. Uh, Speaking of choking things out, this guy. Yeah. A couple of notes from that first interaction is um, she said, he says, he's got the hornets. He separated them out. And she says, what are you going to do to them? 
And he's like, that's between me and them. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, I and then that. he goes and like electrocutes them with Freon or something. I didn't understand what was happening at all. He got like an old, <laughs> an old light, halogen light, and broke it in the bag and then put an electric current in and they all got zapped. And I was like, is this really the most effective way to kill Hornet? <laughs> it's the most safe and way of doing it. Um, yeah, okay. Um, uh, yeah, so everything I have is horribly out of order because I'm really Love bad at, at kind of like remembering things in a situation where I'm, I'm not taking notes, so... <laughs> um i'll be jumping back and forth forgive me um when he goes to the first call center and he's dealing Mm. with um the the guy the security guys outside yeah yeah yeah. um i really enjoyed the security guy being like i'm gonna count to three and he goes one (laughs) two three there i counted for you and then punches him in the face (laughs) (laughs) i love that That it's a a classic statham line I just love how matter of fact he is showing up with these two jerry cans and yeah. he's fucking going about it. Oh god. He even tells few... the security guards, I'm going inside and I'm gonna burn the building yeah. down. And they're yeah. just like, mm, no. <laughs> really glad that you didn't. Um I I really uh, yeah, the offices were suitably horrible. They they designed a very good what every old person thinks a young person <laughs> lives in all the time kind yeah. of aesthetic. Just dark, no windows, lights, heavy bassy music. Yeah. Everyone wearing headphones, staring at screens. Yeah, this is how the young people live. This is how you'll live if you let them get control. <laughs> um, Good. I really enjoyed the relationship between Emmy River Lampman and her partner. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He was great too. They he had like a fun. really good back and forth where you could quite clearly tell like he's been an FBI agent longer, but he's got yeah. these four kids and he's kind of like a little bit checked out. And yeah. she's like, "I'm going to do anything, including running into this building with an assault rifle." But they have some good pa- banter um, yeah. that I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. That was they were really also, good together. I'm really gay for Emmy River Lampman. So oh sure, she is quite something. <laughs> um, she really is. She really is. So I also enjoyed when the, the horrible douchebag scam guy was like talking to her and it's like doing these asides to the members of his team to like, you know, for jeers and sort of lols. And at one point it's just like, please, lady, this is going to really um, mess up my life for me and my kids. And he just puts it on a mute and says, I ain't got fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> it had big energy. I don't know if you ever watched Leverage, but they do one where they take down one of these like scam call centers and it had big energy of that where he like asks them like what would you do if you picked up if someone picked up the phone and it was my grandma and someone's yeah. like he's like if it was my grandma what would you do and he's like mm, hang up the phone he's like no get out you take her for anything she's worth it's like the real like <laughs> we have to sell these as the worst people ever yeah Quickly. yeah we've got to make it clear yeah it's good shit <laughs> because terrible things are about to happen to them um <laughs> Josh Hutchison did a really great job yes. of being uh, like a douchebag millennial. Yes, um, he was very good. <laughs> and I think especially the thing that made him so fucking infuriating, both for Jeremy Irons and for me, mm. was like he just constantly refused to accept that he was in danger. Yes. You know, there's, <laughs> yes. Like, there's like a body count of seven today and he's like, what's he going to do? Kill me? And it's like, yeah. yes. 
It was interesting because he's essentially playing the Alfie Allen role from John Wick, but Alfie Allen spent most of that movie <laughs> shitting himself. This guy is like a sociopath, and it's like he... they were worried that people would lose sympathy with Statham if Hutchison was too scared of what's about to happen to him. So he's just like, whatever, bro. It's like, you know that guy who killed all of your men? Well, he's he's literally in the room right now. Suck my dick, motherfucker. Like, oh my God. I, okay. I think it is like a really good capture, though, of a certain kind of tech <laughs> bro, though, right? Where it's like, yeah, bad things have happened to other people who've bought cryptocurrency, but they're not going to happen to me because I know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. doing. I'm untouchable. Yeah, um, yeah I just thought he <laughs> did that really true. well and his hair really sold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, I believed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say the old lady, who is this now? Uh, Eloise Parker, who is played by uh, Felicia Rashad. Very sympathetic. You really feel bad for her um, when the terrible thing happens. And it is a painful sequence when they're like getting her to log into all of the bank stuff. And it's like, oh, God. I think I should call the bank. Hmm? You know what? You're probably right. But there goes my job. And there goes all your data. pictures are on this computer yeah yeah because you know she even she's like i think i should call the bank yeah and then the other guy's like well you can but i'll lose my job and she's like well i don't want you to get in trouble and it's like no you're too nice (laughs) (laughs) it's like no sweetie you hang up on this terrible man i kind of thought that she was gonna ask jason statham for help and that was gonna be the film so i was real sad when she killed herself i was like oh god oh yeah if she'd gone to get the money back that would have been one thing but like yeah (laughs) but it's a good choice of target like in the same way that like one of the Saw movies had Jigsaw going after like insurance people. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. That's that's literally like Nazis. You're not yeah. going to have anyone feel bad about that. Like phone scammers. Yes, you've done yeah. it. You've picked a good villain there. Um, When, sorry, is it, Ash, was that mine or yeah, yours? Yeah. Uh, no, yours? When, uh, when Emmy and her partner are in front of the firebombed building uh-huh. and she's really like, She's fine with it, obviously, yeah, because yeah. these people are just going down. But then her partner's like, are you like fires? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, good. Your mom's house is on fire. And she's like, what? <laughs> he's like, shit's on fire. Let's go. And I was like, that's so fucking mean. But also exactly how, I would, telling her. exactly how I would interact with my best friend. <laughs> I really that. enjoyed that. Love that Shit's on fire. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, um, yes, another Emmy line that I really enjoyed is early on, he's in the house and she breaks in, and if it, if something gets said about honey, um, and um, she says, who the fuck are you, Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Yeah. like that. Really like that. And I think his response is, I'll take care of bees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to make my quick just every time somebody says bees. I know, it's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> um... Uh, I liked Jeremy Irons at one point referred to Josh Hutchison's whole thing as a metaverse meth lab or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, that great. was great. Very good, Jeremy Irons. I assume he improvised that. <laughs> I assume he had no idea what was happening and that's his genuine view of what this script was about. I, my voice is very good. Sorry, I never <laughs> learned anything. <laughs> I, I just coasted on this voice. Yeah, I would too. That's fair. Um, where you at, B-Boy? <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I'm trying not to make these all just bees. I'll have another one, which is, um, yeah, oh, my God. When he drives the guy off the bridge. 
Oh. Cuts that they've actually hooked a mannequin up behind yeah. the thing. Like, oh god, that was amazing. Yeah, that was a great wide shot. Just, just nuts. Ah, There's just a dummy. Oh, yeah, god, so good, so good. More, more dummies in action movies, people. It used to be the best thing about yeah. the 1980s when you just cut out and it would be quite clearly like a dummy <laughs> yeah. going over a cliff. It was oh, so good. Do yeah. that more. Um, everything about Enzo Cilenti in this movie his shiny suit uh, his fuck you attitude his his um, but also I'm just gonna put it into one just I can't describe to you how how funny it was to me Jason Statham just like apathetically staplering him in the face because he was was really like he wasn't like going to town on it he was just really like smack 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 and he was no, some more smack, and every time it was a staple. <laughs> and then when when they when they came to get Enzo Cilenti, and they're like they've arrested him, you can just see all these little staples in his forehead. <laughs> so good. Oh Christ! Um, I enjoyed Mini Driver's uh, line of uh, "Why are you calling me on the don't call me on this line?" Line. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Mini Driver very briefly in this, but it was very nice to see Mini Driver. Yeah. She looked great in that dress. Oh my god! Um, and I, I think I will just say, like, I'll just make this one whole quick fire. The costumes in this <laughs> were great because there were a lot of like insane costumes, right? So like the 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 second beekeeper, South Africa, and his crew, but also that entire party. It was like. It was like a Hunger Games capital party. Like, why were they all dressed like that? That's I don't true. know, but I was loving it. And why all the circus people there? Yeah, it was nuts. It was lovely. Um, oh, I do have the book, just beekeeping for beekeepers. That's great. Yeah. But I've talked about that quite a bit. Um, I quite enjoyed two of our army dudes. Obviously Guy Fieri, uh, but also the, the um, security guys. We're headed by this guy with a beard, the one who calls everyone Yahoo. So I think he's got a Canadian accent. Yeah. And he was just kind of charming. There's a big moment where he has a big fight with Statham, and I think he gets left alive afterwards. I might be wrong, but... Oh, I, I don't remember. I getting stretched out. I can't remember either. But uh, nevertheless, like I like that guy. And it's good to have like a recognizable, oh, yeah, you're this guy kind of villain. Especially when Statham's just tearing for everyone. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh... Okay, so insane South African mercenary and uh-huh. his insane crew rolling up like they're straight out of a Borderlands game. That yeah. was the vibes that they gave me. Like they're in these crazy <laughs> costumes. They turn up in a bus. They all yep. jump off like whooping and hollering. Like they are not here to be a security detail. They're here to have a damn good time <laughs> killing someone. And Love they're that. just like, yeah, they're nuts. And he, yeah, he really gave me the energy of a Borderlands character in his bright orange <laughs> Like Gilet, yeah, with his fake leg, and he's like, "Yeah, only because I got lucky, bro." <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he was a superb, him. superb character. Oh god. Okay. Um, I'm down to my last couple. Um, one of them is uh, at the party. There's a single shot of a Fushigi ball. I'm pretty sure. And it's just it might not have been Fushigi, but it was this crystal ball thing that they're like doing the David Bowie stuff with. And the shot is consistent and filmed in such a way that the ball stays still and the background swirls. Yeah, and kind of that was very that cool. Was, that was very cool. I enjoyed that. That was very cool. Um, yeah. I've got a few more. Um, very okay. specifically, the fight with South Africa, which is yeah. what I'm calling him. Yes. Where there's <laughs> no music. 
Ooh. It is just visceral, fleshy knife noises. <laughs> and he just won't go down. And yeah. it just kind of gets grimmer and grimmer every time you hear something being stabbed or broken or like yeah. snapped. And it was just so silent except for those noises that I was sat there like, eh, I love this. <laughs> oh, oh. oh no, but yeah. Really nice scene. <laughs> love that. Um, uh, My last one then, I guess. It's, um, <laughs> oh God, it's, it's Guy Fieri. He has him at gu- he has um, him at gunpoint and he's down on his knees and for some reason I can't remember if this was set up or segued into, but he just says, "To be or not to be." Bruh. That's the question. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> and then he goes to shoot, and then something explodes, and Jason Statham says, "I think I'll choose to be." To be. And it's like the be pun as well. I, I think, but also the implication of what he's doing now is him being. <laughs> I think I, it's also very important to note that he's doing the proper like diehard move there. He's got his hands laced behind his yeah. head, but he's got something there that he's going to yeah. press to blow up all the buses. And I was seeing, and I was like, "Oh, he's doing diehard." <laughs> um. Uh, there was a line where uh, I think Josh Hutchinson said to him, "You're a problem. You're a problem." And Jason Statham just goes, "You're goddamn right, I'm a problem." And I'm like, "That's the energy <laughs> I aspire to yeah. have in life." Um, <laughs> after the barn burns down, two lines I really enjoyed. Uh, Emmy's partner—I don't know his name. Emmy's partner no. says, "Honey, it's flammable as fuck." Who knew? Uh, which I then later Googled, and it turns out honey is flammable as fuck. Really? Oh it, my it, god! Pure honey ignites. Know. Yeah. Um, oh wow! And then like there's like a kind of a long moment, and I'm like, Emmy's gonna say something emotional about growing up here and how it's all falling apart, and then she goes, "I lost my virginity in that barn," and walks away. <laughs> to complete silence. The guy, other guy has nothing. Yeah, to he's say to like. That. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think that's all my specifics. I did also say, again, the, just everything about the insane second beekeeper, but I've already talked oh, yeah. about that. And I think that's yeah. that's all my quick fires. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like I could just go line by line in this film and be like, yeah. love it, love it, love it, love it. You know what it was? Is it was just absolutely perfect for what it was. Like, yeah. You know, maybe I could argue I wanted a bit more stay for a minute, but like, I loved all the time we got to spend with um our two cops so yeah that's not even a complaint yeah. which is not usually something i can say usually the cop characters are introducing these things to eke out the runtime of boring as hell yeah but they even got that bit quite right so yeah it's a pretty unambiguous recommend here from uh ogt towers today yeah <laughs> it's uh the beekeepers OG towers even og towers and that's gonna segue into no it's not because we do do we do yeah no og team og team i can't remember this format i haven't been doing this podcast for very long <laughs> It changes every time. That's the problem, you know? That is the thing. It's like, um, yeah, it's like a childhood memory. You can never go back. (laughs) You never should go back. Um, The only member of the OG team who's interacted on The Beekeeper is beloved OG teamo, Jenny Jenny Soans. Hi, Jenny. Who, first of all, says, don't you mean bald man punch? Which, yes, (laughs) it's a reference to (laughs) something we said last week about blunt film titles. Uh, Night Swim, in fact. It was. Just just, just what it is on the tin. Um, and then says, heard this is actually getting decent reviews. Vengeance movie, former assassin beekeeper, exploding honey. Reminds me of how Elementary on CBS had Johnny Lee Miller's homes keep bees. I mean, there must be something in the law. I haven't read the um, actual Arthur Conan Doyle books um, in a very long time. 
But in Mr. Holmes, the Ian McKellen film, he also retires and keeps bees. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure he re- he he retires to like the Sussex Downs or something and keeps bees. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's canon. That's canon. Yeah. I don't think I got to the end of my giant omnibus of home stories, but I'm aware that he used to zip around a bit because he did at one point kill him off. Yeah, he, just, he, like, he fully he fully killed him off and was like, I hate him. I never want to write him again. And then was forced to resurrect him. And then the money ran out. I was real <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> he brought him back as a really shitty character who keeps bees. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like a loser. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the uh, one better thing. The one better thing. Oh my god, I completely forgot to consider a one oh, better no. thing because I enjoyed this so much. Well, that's the thing, is I don't have much to say. Like, um, honestly, like I was thinking the two 2023, uh, 2024 films we've reviewed so far have both had equivalents from the previous year. Um, sort of movies that were released where the producers don't quite know whether or not it's going to go down well, so they've released it in January, which tends to be quite quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Night Swim was this year's Megan. Yeah. And was not a favorable comparison to Megan's <laughs> Oh no. This uh this movie, the first big action movie of the year, compla- uh, compares very favorably with last year's, which was Plain with Gerard Butler. Nevertheless, I would it. recommend Plain. It was quite good fun. Gerard Butler doesn't have the stay from charm, of course, but Mike Coulter's in it, uh playing this kind of inexplicable guy who might be a good guy, might not be. Um he's a prisoner who was on the plane and yeah, it's got slight Con Air vibes, although without the fun. Um, it was better than I think I, I expected it to be. Both Katie and I were both pleasantly surprised by Plane, and are extremely happy about the fact that it's got a sequel coming out called Ship. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Love that. Hope that that Amazing. The last one's going to be Skateboard. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Just downsizing every time. <laughs> uh i mean i any any jason statham movie yeah. is probably gonna do good any of his classic you know actiony oh, God, yeah. actiony ones um but just in terms of like sheer insane side characters because this did have yeah. a lot of them um yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go ahead and recommend the baytown outlaws um, whoa i haven't seen that which is a, f- a fun <laughs> um it is about three uh three redneck boys who are uh kind of employed by local um somewhere in the south of america who are employed by uh kind of local politician to do his dirty work take people out okay um and uh they end up uh with a disabled child uh that they have to save and along the way they come across like a biker gang assassins and some (laughs) native american assassins and some prostitute assassins and it's just all these insane side characters coming in and getting roundly fucked up um and penelope cruz is in it for some reason um anna andre braho i'm seeing rest in peace yes yes Aww. bless him i watched bless it because i was going through a bit of a it was it was based on a short uh mm. film that i really enjoyed that had uh christian Ooh. kane and clayne crawford in it uh who were Ooh. two action guys that i really enjoyed until clayne crawford beat someone up on the set of lethal weapon and has since been cancelled um what? but i was in it i was i was going through a bit of a kick and watching all of their movies so I walk around see it and it's Very kind cool. of insane and probably a bit problematic but it's kind of like supposed <laughs> to be it's about like okay it's about it's how of... i mean a lot of it is about how like i mean you know like the main character is wearing like the the uh what's the flag you know the flag the oh, confederate, the confederate flag, flag yeah a confederate flag shirt that he's cut the sleeves off of um <laughs> 
but you know like along the way they are cared for by some illegal migrants and they have their views changed okay. and you know so it's oh. so there's this kind of like uh, it's super like problematic stuff everywhere but in this kind of like way of like people who are trapped in this can still find ways to be good and get out of it um but yeah it's a weird fun one and it has characters on par with second beekeeper and insane south african mercenary yeah excellent good stuff Uh, it sounds really interesting i haven't seen or heard of it so i have to have a look into that and that is the one better thing the one better thing now how can people at home hear more about bex and all of your business well, if you enjoy listening to my voice and you think I'm funny, you can find more <laughs> of me on actual Queer Actual Play podcast, Roll Plus Heart. We release bi-weekly Woo! episodes where we play indie TTRPGs and make them gay. Um, we're actually yeah. on a break uh, for February for the first time in two years. We're not uh, wow. releasing any episodes in February because Jen very selfishly went on holiday. Um, but we're over there uh, and you can find that as there if you are interested in seeing me do artwork and play games. Games. I stream on Twitch under Starling Dust. Uh, I also sell art and stuff. I'm on pretty much every social media platform you can dream of as Starling Dust. I can't keep track of them all, but <laughs> if you at me, I will eventually respond. Yeah. <coughs> similar similar vibes over here at OGG Mansions, <laughs> where we're all very tired and sick. It's uh, it's a gross mansion, and um. Yeah, you can find out more by doing OGT Pod into any sort of search thing that you have. You'll probably find out more about us. Uh, there's also Quest Fantastic, an RPG podcast that we're doing. And there is Jen and the Film Critic, uh, which is the uh, film review podcast that I am able usually to squeeze in uh, with Jen because she usually just sort of listens and berates me, which, you know, she's quite happy to <laughs> it's do. It's a great dynamic. <laughs> she's happy to do that at a moment's notice. So you can look out for that. Uh, yeah. And otherwise, just keep it sleep. Oh, we have a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all sorts of stuff. It's, otherwise, it's it. good stuff. I it's love the stuff. Patreon. Yeah, it features Bex. It features usually way more relaxed conversations <laughs> yeah. than <laughs> than you get here in the main app. So do check that out, including this week's Patreon, which is going to be a discussion of the current state of cinemas. <laughs> Not cinema, but cinema. Through the lens of our beekeeper experiences. Yes, <laughs> as a very telling sort of example for all a microcosm if you will <laughs> i'm poor you will i'm jason statham's actual spouse don't fact check it on google <laughs> just trust me <laughs> don't trust google and remember especially if you're out there if you're listening jason uh it's true it's true and remember the one good thing about jason statham's the beekeeper is uh it's probably just all the times they said bees it's just bees it's just bees, bees. and jason statham bees bees please bees <laughs>